Miss Yarrow, Bertie. Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is the podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of the finest independent congregation in all the land. We're called Satanic Delco, and we welcome members from anywhere in the world. If you want to learn a little more, visit satanicdelco.com. Today, we're going to talk about Satanic Community what it looks like, different versions of it, and the benefits and pitfalls. But first, speaking of community, let me welcome a few cool Satanists that have recently joined Satanic Delco on Patreon. We've got Nishanbi, Mahalia, Allison, Jim, Glitch, Bon, Kelvin, Tristan, Alex, Whitney, Hydra, Agnes, Undead Gonzo, Rufio, Jax, and Reginleaf. I may have fucked that up. I apologize. Thank you guys very much. I know not everyone does it, but I hope some of you guys are jumping in on some of the stuff Satanic Delco has been doing. Last week, we had our regular weekly Zoom meeting. We also had a stoner craft night for 420, and then we had movie night. We've been doing some nice charity things lately, and we're planning our annual camping trip and Halloween party. So, come on. Jump in and get active with the rest of us nerds. Thank you very much. And also, let me just take a moment to apologize in advance. If my voice sounds weird or if I'm a little sniffly, my allergies are killing me. It seems the good Lord is once again punishing me for all of my blasphemous ways. If you have a moment, please visit the website at hailsatanpodcast.com. You'll find links to join me on social media, a form to send me an email, and a link to join up with us all on Patreon. We have a few different tiers on there to choose from with various benefits, including the amazing Greetings from Hell, Satanic Postcard of the Month Club, That is the most direct way you can support me and the show if you'd like to do that. So visit HailSatanPodcast.com. All right. So we're talking about community. Let's start off with a definition, as I like to do. When you're discussing any idea, there has to be a common understanding of terms. Otherwise, communication is impossible. I have two definitions here. Number one, a group of people living in the same place, or having a particular characteristic in common. Example, the scientific community. And number two, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Example, the sense of community that organized religion can provide. I think those are both perfectly reasonable and probably line up pretty well with what people think of when they hear the word community. So what are some modern-day examples of community? I'm sure we can think of a ton. There are geographical communities. That's maybe one of the most obvious. 
the residents of the town you live in, for example. People build community based on their sexuality, race, and religion. The LGBTQIA plus community, or the black community, the Jewish community. In these modern times, we have things like a Facebook group. It might be a group focused on Satanism, but it could be a community of Philadelphia Flyers fans. It could be a community of people who make cannabis-infused baked goods or anything. And other internet forums like Reddit. If we use Reddit as an example, it has subreddits for countless specific interests. If you want to socialize virtually or exchange information and experiences with others, you can find a community of people there to do it with. Again, it could be Satanism. It could be people with autism, people who are military vets, or people who like Black Sabbath. These online spaces provide a platform where communities can form around, as the definition states, a particular characteristic in common. Now, in probably every one of those examples, there would almost definitely be a tremendous variety of traits and personalities among the people in any of those groups. They all share that one thing in common, and that one thing is all that's required. They could be extremely diverse in every other way and still be a member of the community based on that one shared trait. So what's it good for? Why is community desirable or beneficial? Well, I've got a list. Social support. This is basically just what happens when people hang out. And it really doesn't matter if it's in a physical location or on the internet. This is what provides people with a sense of connection. This is forming relationships, making friends, and coping with challenges in your life. A person could live a life without any of this, but humans are social animals And so we appreciate these kind of interactions and connections. Next, there is personal and professional growth. Communities offer all kinds of opportunities for collaboration and networking and general sharing of information. People are sharing books, videos, and podcasts. They're asking questions about any topic out there, relationships, jobs, parenting, drugs, People may share when they need a new job or maybe when a new job opportunity opens up for someone else. There's no limit to it, really. We have civic engagement and empowerment. This one can take many different shapes, but I can offer one example that's pretty common within Satanic Delco, getting people involved in charity. Other groups may have a focus on advocacy or activism, which would also fall into this category, but we tend to focus on charity. I could give $50 to a local organization, but what if we focused the efforts of the community instead, take advantage of our strength in numbers, and make a bigger contribution than any one of us would have been able to do on our own? That's a good thing. We've got emotional and mental support. Sometimes you're having one of those days or weeks. Sometimes you need to vent a little, or maybe you need advice about something. And perhaps a diverse cross-section of people is the best place to ask for advice. 
It's nice to have a community to help pump you up a bit when you need it, to help catch you when you fall a little bit, and to just help steer you in a direction when you're not so sure of yourself. We've got cultural enrichment. This is one of my favorite parts. Communities can expose members to people with diverse cultural, ethnic, and social backgrounds. And if fostering tolerance and inclusivity is a thing you value at all, what better way to do it? This allows us to get in there and mix it up with people who aren't exactly like us. If it's a diverse group, there's some valuable education to be had when it comes to different cultures, opinions, and general life perspectives. That one is incredibly valuable to me. Now, since we're talking about community in the context of Satanism, I suppose we should take a look at the role of community among different groups within Satanism. First, let's talk about the Church of Satan. We've already covered what community is. The phrase Satanic community obviously refers to a community where the common interest is Satanism. And community built around Satanism has been a part of the Church of Satan since it began. Humans collecting based on their common interest in Satanism is something that Anton LaVey participated in. It's something that the current high priest of the Church of Satan, Peter Gilmore, participates in. And it's something that countless current members and followers of the Church of Satan participate in. This is an indisputable fact that we can all see with our own eyes. You can watch old footage of Anton doing it. You can watch films like An American Satan that documents Peter Gilmore and many others doing it. And you can go look at Reddit and Facebook and other forums to find hundreds of others doing it every day. And of course, if we're talking about the Church of Satan, I should mention the old grotto system. What is the grotto system, you ask? The official Church of Satan website says, Over the years, our social laboratory has embraced, disbanded, and revived the use of grottos as a means by which individuals in geographic proximity form an association for ritualization, socialization, and the pursuit of various projects. That's pretty clear, right? The organization has a desire for or at the very least, an acknowledgement of satanic community. Blanche Barton, whose wacky official title is the Magistra Templi Rex of the Church of Satan, wrote, There is something going on right now in the satanic community that must be addressed. What is she talking about? Who cares? The point is, she's acknowledging the obvious, the existence of satanic community. She addressed it directly in those terms. The reason I'm pointing all of this out, and what makes this such an odd or interesting topic in the context of the Church of Satan, is this continuing narrative that Church of Satan doesn't like, want, or participate in satanic community. A lot of current-day Church of Satan folks are super hung up on that idea. But where does that idea come from? when there's so much evidence to the contrary. I think I have an idea. I mentioned Peter Gilmore, who is the current high priest of the Church of Satan. He wrote an essay a while back called Myth of the Satanic Community and Other Virtual Delusions. I'm going to read and 
comment on some sections of it. Gilmore writes, The use of the adjective satanic with the noun community is oxymoronic. Why? The process of creating a community implies that its members come out into the open and become quantifiable, defining and exposing themselves. This technique is almost always used by an assemblage of people who want to claim some form of victim status, who want to whine that they are oppressed and thus agitate for some form of special dispensations for their members. Man, can we think of any satanic organization that fits that description? Um, He goes on to say, So here is a simple fact. There is no satanic community, nor should one ever exist. Please reread the previous line until it begins to sink in. Later in the essay, he writes, Look at the evidence for this in the ghetto of online Satanism, which is a very small subset of people who call themselves Satanists. This bunch is the most contentious and cantankerous collection of curmudgeons ever seen in one place. So the very idea that these people could ever work together as a community is completely naive, misguided idealism rather than satanic pragmatism. He then ends his essay with, We're still looking for a few outstanding individuals. Care to join us? He's actively calling for joiners for an organization that Anton LaVey himself described as, quote, an organization for non-joiners. I always love that part. So just to put this debate to rest, does satanic community exist even for the Church of Satan? Absolutely, 100% yes. It's part of it now, and it always has been. It isn't a high priority for that organization itself, but there is definitely a noteworthy portion of the members or followers that do seek out and participate in satanic community, both online and in person. Next, let's talk about the satanic temple. And look who it is. The lovely Kirsten is here to lead the discussion for the rest of the way. Welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, hey. What the hell was that, (laughs) Fat Albert? Yeah. All right. That's what I was going for. I couldn't do a good deep growl, but... It was a good try. Thank you. All right, where are we? We're going to talk about the Satanic Temple. I guess so. All right. TST, they've got these congregations. They Since your last podcast on the structure of, of TST chapters, they changed their entire structure to the congregation system. So yes. I guess we could start there. How are they operating these days? You know, they, they did. They changed their structure a bit. They used to have chapters, and now they're congregations. But functionally especially for the purposes of our discussion and for the purposes of your average member, your average person out there who joins a group. If you joined a Satanic Temple chapter versus joining a Satanic Temple congregation, functionally it's the same exact thing. The internal structure of the organization is, you know, they've organized things a little differently behind the curtain, but when you're just Joe Smith in Mississippi and you join your local congregation, it's the same. You're joining a Facebook group or whatever platform your group might use and doing the same things and having the same conversations. So functionally, it isn't really very different. Sure. Functionally, once you're involved, it's maybe not that different. But do you think that it's changed the process of getting involved at all? 
I, they were always independent of, of the main TST national organization, but uh, when they switched to these congregations, it seems like the process of getting involved became wildly different from congregation to congregation. Yeah, I mean, I think that has always been the case. Once a group exists, a TST group, let's say, it's sort of up to them to most of the way run it the way the leadership sees fit. And so joining it might mean you just hit a button and join their Facebook group and they let you in, or you have to fill out a Google form with some questions, or in some cases you have to have an in-person meeting with leadership if they want that. And so it's up to them, and in that way it can vary quite a bit. I don't think there's anything functionally different about that now than in the past. It's always varied a bit. I I guess I wasn't super familiar with it before, but since this change, I had started paying more attention. Yeah. uh, And... It was around that time that I started to hear people talking about new application processes and interview processes and multiple step, you know, induction. Yeah, <laughs> I think it I think it might be true that just through I don't know, word of mouth or people sharing experiences that more groups have a more specific or official seeming process to join the group. Uh, I know a lot of groups like to use some sort of a Google form. You join and they give you a link to a form where you have to fill it out and answer various questions. And if you meet whatever sort of desirable characteristics or whatever they want from their members, then I guess maybe they give you access. Yeah. When this shift to the congregation system from chapters Mm -hmm. happened, I think that it was right around the same time that the Philadelphia chapter slash congregation became official maybe a little bit later um, than the switch to congregations is Mm -hmm. when Philly became official. And I was in the Philadelphia Facebook group at that time, but then they introduced this. They said, hey, we're going to start having everybody do applications to be, or applications or interviews or something. I think you had to do both. You do an application and then an interview to become a member. Uh, And I- Yeah, weren't they forcing everyone to come do a face-to-face meeting? I I think so. I know that they've done Zoom meetings since, so I don't know if that was their intention at the time. I I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, But they wanted everybody in the Facebook group to do it. Uh, So I can totally understand them wanting to, you know, sort of start fresh, get to know people and only want the people who actually want to be involved to be involved. Uh, And in that time, I was part of St. Tinek Delco already. I did not love the leadership at the time of the Philly congregation. And I just did not have any strong uh, desire to really go through that process. Uh, I was happy to be in the group, but it just didn't seem worth it to me to fill out a whole application and go through this process for something that I didn't really feel that passionately about. Just to stay in a group Uh, that you were already in. Yeah. So yeah. So that's when I I sort of uh, removed myself from the ties I had had to the TST congregation chapter, you know, local systems. Yeah. And so I'm not super familiar with how any of it operates these days beyond just what I hear from other people, uh, people that are in both the Philly congregation, people that lead other other congregations. You know, I interact with these people in, in various spaces. So I have a little bit of knowledge, but no insider information there. Yeah. Well, and that's but. it's interesting you say that about the insider information. It's strange to me. It's always been strange to me that there needs to be insider information. If we're talking about satanic community in the context of the satanic temple groups right now, their congregations, as an outsider, if you're just a regular person, you're interested in either joining or starting one of their groups, there isn't a website that you can go to where you can learn all about them. You can't learn the rules of how they run. You don't get to know any of that 
until you're already inside somehow, until you've already made some level of commitment to start a process, then some of it starts to unfold for you. But you don't get to have any of that information in advance. It's all sort of kept secret for whatever reason. I've never understood why it's a secret. So I guess there's two parts of the quote-unquote secrets of it. The first is that on an individual congregation level, I think part of it is just that they're all being run by independent people who also have lives and jobs and stuff outside of running a congregation. So um I don't, they're maybe not all on top of making everything super clear how you can get involved in those specific congregations. Yeah. Uh, but I'll come back to that in a moment. As far as the process for, you know, getting started, I do think there's not a ton of information out there on it. I see people asking about it all the time. How do you get started? Whatever this stuff is. And I will give some credit to the TST Ministries page has started to compile uh, a lot of information on their FAQ. To yeah, through, even that, know, that's clicking through, it. but it, it's it's even very, that is like insider information. Well, yeah. So, and I've, you know? I've actually I'd actually spoken to some people about this, and I do have hope that they will eventually make it a little bit more intuitive to get there from the TST website itself or whatever. Yeah, imagine just you're just like a person, um, and you find out about the Satanic Temple just like everybody does. You see a billboard or a who knows something in the news, and you get turned on, and you're like, "Yeah, I want to join up with this thing. Uh, let's see what they've got around me." There's just no way to find out how that works. What if there isn't a a congregation near you? Okay, there's a button on their website somewhere. Start a congregation. You can send an email and get in touch. You don't get any of the information ahead of time. You have to go into it blind, send an email, hope somebody sees it, hope somebody gets back to you, and hope they're forthcoming with all the information. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Yeah, and I I, I do I don't think that it's intuitive at this time to get to from the TST website. I understand that that website. The, the main website for TST, the whatever it's what it's the satanictemple.com or whatever it is, yeah. is probably um, it's just there for fundraising. It's there for fundraising. It's there for like, who are we? You know, the people that visit that website are probably not your in the weeds TST members. They're a bunch right. of people who are like, what's this? But we do run into people all the time in, in the world and in Satanic Delco that have given some input on what their experiences were. Some people have a really easy time getting involved. They just click the Facebook group join. They 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 answer their questions and they get in. Some people say I've answered my questions on the Facebook group application and I didn't hear back for for months. And that's very typical. Yeah. We hear that a lot. And uh, I would totally understand if there if their congregations were like we can't check this all the time. We don't have the time in our in our lives to do this. I don't I'm, understand that at all. I know you say that because you have plenty of time to to answer. You well, know. I mean, look, I mean, if I'm being honest, I guarantee you that whatever amount of emails a random middle of the country, wherever Satanic Temple congregation is getting, I'm getting way more. Yeah. Like I just, you know, yeah. of course, because how many yeah. people are really just in a random town trying to join one specific random congregation of the Satanic Temple? And how long? Would it take well, to check that email and send off a link to your form or whatever? Yeah. It takes two seconds. Yeah. People say they send messages and they say, they say Can, how do I get involved? They don't get responses back. They hit join on the Facebook group. They put questions in. They don't hear yeah. back for months. And, and also, and if think- you don't have the time, if you're just – if you're a guy with a job and a life and you're running this as a side hobby, if you don't have the time to do it, you probably shouldn't be the guy. Well, even – or that – or just put a little note. Be like, hey, you know – in your in your application thing or on a page somewhere on your Instagram profile, whatever it is, say, 
hey, we only check our applications every two months or whatever because, <laughs> you know, yeah. where we only admit new people every two months because X, Y, Z reason. Right. If your reason sure. is we don't have time, then say it. If your reason is we do a, a um, we just like to let everybody, all new people in at the same time because we think that it is a better way to integrate people into the community or whatever. Like, just explain that. And that's the the weird thing is people that say I never heard back from a congregation and it's been months or yeah. I've heard years too. And I, some of these congregations, I don't know if they like don't exist anymore or what. Yeah. Um, they exist in the form of, they started yeah. a Facebook group two years ago yeah. and bye. <laughs> that's, um, that's, they haven't done much since. Yeah. So all that is to say, it's going to be different from congregation to congregation. So if you are interested in getting involved in a TST congregation, you may find it very easy and you may find it a little more difficult. And uh, yeah. that seems to be, yeah, it's hit you or know, miss don't, for sure. Don't feel like you personally are being ignored because it seems to be an issue that exists in certain certain congregations, certain areas. Yeah, and it, we'll probably get to this maybe at some point in the conversation, but just a tip for any of you guys out there anywhere in the country or the world maybe, if you are interested in joining one of these TST congregations or you've recently joined or anything like that, do not mention that you love this podcast, or are a member of Satanic Delco. Because if you mention that, there's a real high likelihood that they will kick your ass out. Because that has happened to a lot of people. We hear the anecdotes. Well, yeah. I've heard them many times. Uh, that a member will join some other TST group where they live because they want to just be part of a local group and or whatever. They mention Satanic Delco or the podcast sort of unknowingly. And... It is not welcome. Yeah, and that goes. I, that also is sort of speaks to like the independentness of the the leadership because yeah, um, other leaders and other groups are like, yeah, we can't do we either we don't like it or we're all right with it. Like I don't mind. You know, we've got some some TST various people in TST positions that are part of our group and that that oh yeah, we have lots um, of TST yeah. people in Satanic um, Delco. We have um, TST ministers in our group. Yeah, it's not like um, we're against people doing that. I don't yeah. give a fuck. But also, yeah, and some of them are like. Uh, we've heard certain groups say they can't they can't do anything about it. We've heard groups say yeah they don't care they don't yeah. they don't care whatever. Uh, and then we've heard responses of just ha 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 no right <laughs> which is I mean I I would say inappropriate. <laughs> um, yeah. But- well, and I guess maybe this I don't know if this leads us into how does one become a leader of a TST group? These people who have. Yeah random systems in place about how to be a member, random reactions. If you tell them you like a certain podcast or certain thing you do in your life, they'll kick you out. How do those people get into that position of power? What sort of checks and balances are there? What test does a person need to pass to qualify to be a leader of a TST congregation? And the answer is none. There is nothing. Yeah. If you just sign up first in your region, you win. You yeah. get to be the leader of and the that, TST that congregation. That really seems to be what it is. Like you, you, you get there first. I mean, we've heard, I've heard stories of of things getting set up in the same region around the same time, and the person who started it a week before just had to say to the other one, "Hey, we would like to absorb you into our congregation. Yes. You know, into our candidate group. Yeah, and." That's just the way that they did it. I don't know. Yeah. Now, of why. course, it's not. You know, the way I say it, I don't want to be mistaken and say you just sign up and now you're running a group. It's not that easy, but it almost is. Like you just send an email, and if there's no group in where you live, and it's a place that the Satanic Temple sees as viable, and they would like to have a congregation exist in that area, if you're the first one that sort of sends the email and says, "I want to do it." 
then you kind of win. Like they'll they'll start having the conversation with you. Now, of course, there are certain things you'll need to do along the way. There's criteria that needs to be met along the way before you become a congregation. And for many groups, that's a very long process. I hear that maybe it's shorter now than it used to be because I've firsthand known several groups that spent literally several years in the friends of group status, which now the equivalent of that is called a candidate group. Um, you're a candidate group before you become a congregation. And you know some groups spend years in that limbo sort of working toward becoming a congregation. And I don't remember what I said all that time back in the earlier episode that I did about Satanic Temple groups, but the benefits that you get in exchange for all of that waiting and work and jumping through hoops and red tape, to me, isn't a very favorable trade-off, but so be it. That's everybody's individual choice to make. I mean, there's tons of candidate groups, but yep, there isn't yep. really a good way to find them. Uh, yeah, there's no consolidated place to find them. You need to just individually search on Facebook or wherever, and yeah. many of them will have a Facebook group, but not all. And some will have a Discord server, but not all. Some yeah. will have a website, but not all. It's yeah. sort of a real mix. So so for the congregations, there's if you go to the TST website, there's links to Facebook, email, and Instagram. Uh, however, we have heard that some of these do not respond to their Facebook, email, Instagram, you know, Twitter, whatever profile is linked there. There's links to websites and stuff as well. But yes, to, to find a, a, a candidate group somewhere is, is kind of difficult and that you have to put in a little bit more work then, than that. What activities do these, these groups do, TST groups? It's not going to be super different than like what your independent congregations might do, which we'll get into, but they'll have service activities, charity work, activism stuff, um, and then social activities. But there's Well, sort of- and even like that whole list of stuff, possible yeah. things. There's, there's a long list of things that a group could do. Right. But does your group do them? That's a whole different question. Yeah. We've seen tons. In Satanic Delco, of course, we get people from all over the world, right? And many of them feel some alignment to the Satanic Temple or their members. They may or may not be members of TST groups. Uh, maybe they used to be. We have any number of possibilities for people that, that we end up meeting. And when they talk about their experience in the TST groups, it really can vary. And it's very common that the group just wasn't that active, just for whatever reason. They they just weren't. They didn't have very many active members. They didn't really do in-person stuff, or it was very rare, or it was too far away, any of these things. So yeah, there's a really long list of possible things that those groups can do. And it's a maybe similar list, not identical, but similar list mm-hmm. to what independent groups can do. But in the reality of any individual group, the level of activity and what those activities are varies right. all over the place. And that's going to depend on a lot of things too. I, I won't even... For sure. There's, you, it's going to depend yeah. on the... You've talked about it before, but there's limitations on what things, what they're allowed to do. Yes. Um, but there's also, you know, sometimes your leadership or whatever really wants to get people active and coming to events and stuff and just the people aren't going out there. Sometimes they're not putting on the events for people to come to. I've, I've said it before. I think that the personality or vibe of a group, any group, is going to be the result of the combination of the personality of the leadership and that could be one person or several working together and the members of that group. 
just the membership, you know, and between those things, your, your group is going to develop its own culture or personality. And that's going to decide largely the way things go. And depending on the group, that could be weighted more heavily toward what the leader in charge decides or, or, and is into. And for other groups, it might be really uh, all about everything's voted on and done by committee. There's versions of that. So, yeah, there's a lot of different possibilities about what can determine the personality of your group. Yeah. You've talked about this before, so you don't need to go into it again. But we do know that a big factor on uh, as far as TST congregations go on what kind of activities they may or may not be doing are certain limitations that they face from TST, uh, yeah. both in their candidate group stages and then also in their their um, their congregation stages. Definitely. And, and I will say also, like, I think if you're a candidate group and you're stuck with some, some serious limitations on, on what you can and cannot do, and I, I kind of understand why TST might have some of those limitations for that, but that does create a barrier where the people that are going to be involved in your congregation, you know, they have to be the people that are willing to stick it out through the candidate group stage of, of limbo that could last who knows how long. And, and so all of those limitations on the things that they're allowed to do, the places that they're allowed to be, the time that it would take to travel to certain congregations and, and things like that, that sort of led to a rise in independent congregations over the last few years. Yeah. I only got involved in any kind of way in 2020. I guess I joined Satanic Delco, and that was my first real—I uh, was in the Satanic Temple already, but I was like an email member, but that was my first— real like dive into a community. So uh, I'm not super familiar with everything before that. But at that time, it didn't really seem like there was a ton of independent congregations. There was like a handful. And now they seem to be popping up all over the place. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there must have been a handful of them out there. I'm I'm, I'm certain of it that that I wasn't aware of before Satanic Delco. Um, I don't want to, you know, place too much importance on our own show or anything. But I think once we started talking a lot about the issues and situation of, or just the existence of the possibility of independent groups. When we started talking about Satanic Delco, I noticed that I started getting way more contact from people around the country who were interested in that idea. Yeah, It, it was almost like the idea hadn't occurred to people. Yeah, And I understand that because it hadn't occurred to me either. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. I won't rehash the the origins of Satanic Delco, but really I didn't set out to say, "Hmm, I'm going to start an independent group which is separate <laughs> from a TST group." I I didn't know what I was doing. But once I figured it out and people started hearing the conversations about that, then I think the light bulb started to go off for a lot of other people and say, "Oh shit, I could do an independent group or oh, I see the advantages of having an independent group versus a group tethered to TST. And so I started getting contacted by a lot of people who were starting groups, asking for advice about how to start one or how to run one or any number of details involving that. And so, yeah, after that point and since, I saw quite a rise in independent groups starting up. Yeah. And in Satanic Delco, we have several members that – run their own independent groups where they live, more regionally focused groups around the country. And we've had that for, for years now. Yeah, um, We've had people come in and out of the group that would start 
you know, a group elsewhere. And that's just as a side note, that's totally cool by me. We know that TST has their code of conduct where they outline a bit of their competitive attitude toward other groups or even charities, but we don't have that really. Yeah. We're, we're very open to people starting, running, being members of any other groups. It doesn't really much matter to me. Yeah. And that said, there's, I guess, two types of independent groups on, in that respect. There's these like TST-friendly independent groups, and then there's these totally independent groups that doesn't mean that they're not, you know, they don't share membership and, and ideals with TST, but there's some independent groups that are really, like, they're friends with TST, they're very involved in TST, yeah. they're very, you know. Yeah, there um, are some that are basically like a TST group. Yeah. They're pro-TST, they love TST, they're just not an official group attached to TST. Yeah. They might as well be. They're just not. Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got groups that are like probably hostile toward TST. Yeah. They're like, they used to be a member of TST and they broke off because of this or that reason. You know, they hate. Oh, we see leaders, TS, former TST congregation leaders that break off and are like. All the time. Uh, I'm going to start an independent group in my area. Yeah. They've become disillusioned and they start their own group. And that group is sort of hostile toward TST. And then you've got, I don't know, maybe Satanic Delco actually fits kind of in the middle of that. Well, I suppose it depends on who you ask. I think there's a lot of, even those people that are hostile towards TST, or it's more like a leadership position. Like, I think that they're all still, they'll take who they can get. And if right. you're a member and you are, you're all right with TST, but you don't want to be involved in their congregation or whatever. Yeah. But I know of one independent group that was very TST friendly before, before Satanic Delco, but Satanic Delco, it was, it was almost decided for you that, um, your existence was a problem for TST, or at least towards yes. the Philadelphia. Um, yeah, but I mean, even so, my own, you know, I can have my own opinions about TST, and I do, and the way things work with those groups, but I don't think any member of Satanic Delco, past or present, could ever say that I had a hostile vibe about anyone having any interaction with TST. Yeah. Like I said earlier, we have TST ministers yeah. in our group. We have tons of people that are members of TST. We have people that like TST and participate in TST, people that are involved with these after-school Satan clubs. We have a few of those. And and all across the board, we have people that don't like TST. We have people that love the Satanic Bible. We have people that relate more to the Church of Satan than TST. We have a whole mix in we our do. group. And we I'm do. I'm perfectly happy having that because I enjoy having the conversations. And to me, it, it just makes it more interesting. I don't need everybody to be on the same exact page about every fucking thing. Right. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not particularly interesting to me either. No. Um, so these independent congregations sort of bypassing some of those limitations of TST and that then they can exist anywhere. You're not fighting for your right to exist against a congregation that's four hours away from you. Yeah. Because you can exist whether or not they like you. Uh, yeah. And in like Texas is a good example. Texas is a really large state. Yeah. And if you live on one end of the state and the congregation is on the other end, well, you're never going to go there because it's hours away. It's very far. And so there are several TST congregations all throughout Texas. And even having said that, because the geography is just so large and spread out, there's still spaces in between where there are people that want to start a group. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked to people with independent groups in Texas, and they just find that the nearest one is still too far or it's not concentrated enough with membership, and it's all spread out. And so I don't know how TST would look at that, but 
you could imagine that if someone in this town in Texas reaches out to TST and says, I want to start a this uh, congregation in this town in Texas, TST might be like, well, there's three of them all around you. Yeah. So do we really need to devote resources to another one? I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Yeah. And these independent groups are also, in that respect, totally independent from the national watchdog of yeah. TSD. They're not, they've got freedom in the charitable and service work and activism that they can do. They've got freedom in the social events that they can do. They've got freedom in um, all kinds of ways that are, are limited for the TST congregations. And now some of those limitations come from, you know, legitimate places from TST. And it does it does prevent a lot of the work that a lot of your Individual members are trying to get involved in. Yeah, like TST's job. You know, TST's work. job is to protect TST. I mean, they have a brand. They have, you know, they have a lot of reasons to be worried about what could happen if if some goofball starts a TST group and it's branded as a TST group, and now they're out there having public rituals, decapitating goats and shit. Well, that looks bad for TST. Yeah, and that's going to be bad for them. So. So I understand their perspective of wanting to be protective of their brand and their image and everything. But from the perspective of the individual Satanist or a group of Satanists that want to just get together and be a group of Satanists, to me, I I won't go all into it again, but I I think I've made my opinion clear on the show before where I don't understand. I don't really relate to the trade-off that has to be made to sacrifice your levels of freedom and independence and autonomy that you could have in a satanic community to trade that for what you get if you become a satanic temple group instead, which all you get is you get to say the satanic temple and you get to use their logo on stuff. That's really it. And and I'm not exaggerating. I, I think that's really it. Yeah. I mean, you might get a retweet from Lucian. Like, I mean, that's yeah. it. I mean, you don't get – to do anything different. If you're a Satanist in a town and you have, you're a part of a group and in your mind, you're like, I love the satanic temple. I want to benefit them. I want to raise money for them. I want to give it to them. I want to really support what they're doing. You can do that. You can do that. You can be a group that's set up just like satanic Delco. What if satanic Delco today wanted to do a fundraiser? We raise $8,000 and we want to give it all to the satanic temple. Can we? Yep. We sure can. All we got to do is give it to them, and they'll happily take it. But we get to do any other thing that we want in any way that we want, whenever we want, with no one's permission ever. And that's a thing that no Satanic Temple group can ever say. So if you're one of those people that discovered the Satanic Temple because of the Hail Satan documentary or something that you saw online, uh, and you're interested in that sort of grassroots level, like activism, charity work and stuff that got your attention to begin with, you might find that that is harder to do in a, especially in a candidate group. Yeah. And even if you, if you get to do it, it's delayed by so much. Yeah. I, I I almost feel bad. I want to talk about it. I have so much I could say, but I feel like I've said it all before. If you really want to have to wait, you know, you have a bright idea. You want to give some, uh, I don't know, you want to give stuff to some homeless people in your town and you know you want to organize your group to help you do it. If you want to do that as the Satanic Temple, whatever town, you got to fill out some forms, come up with an idea, wait any amount of time. It could be six months. It could be more. We don't know. Uh, for an answer to see if you're allowed to do that. And the answer could be no. 
And from what we've heard plenty of times, the answer often enough is no. And I think some of those things have been loosened under the newer congregation system, but they still exist. It's still not like you're just autonomous. You know, you have a bright idea, you wrangle your congregation mates, and you go execute it. That's what an independent group can do, and that's what you just can't do if you're TST. Right. And I guess, is there anything else to say about independent groups versus TST groups? We know there's there's a couple different other kinds of communities that we'll, we could talk about in a little bit. But, sure. Um, Functionally, they especially from the outside, they look similar. You could say, okay, that's a TST group in that town, or that's an independent group. So they look the same. What is it? It's a Facebook group, a Discord server, a Zoom meeting, a a meeting in public somewhere, uh, or any type of public action, be it activism, charity, you name it. Either group technically can do different levels of those things. They just work in very different ways. You know, one is just independent. That's what that is. We're not tethered. We don't have the master and the TST groups just do. Mm -hmm. That's the main difference. So, I mean, whatever type of group is right for you, if it's going to be a TST congregation or an independent congregation or or something else, there are some benefits to joining a, a satanic community. Even though we always, we talk about Satanism as being an individualistic religion, you talked about COS earlier, but a lot of the COS folks will say, uh, you know, we don't need community because we're an independent religion, but, right. uh, or an individualistic religion, but you'll find TST folks say the same thing and they're in, in these groups. So I don't think that. Yeah. Those inherently things- look, there is the idea of being an individual. You're very into individualism. You're an individual type of person. Maybe you're even a bit of a loner most of the time in your life. Uh, That might be true, and you might find that among Satanism that that's fairly common. You know, I talk about the outsider, you know, that person that for whatever reason feels like the outsider in their life. There's a lot of that in Satanism. The idea of the individual and the existence of Satanic community, they are not mutually exclusive. You can still be the same individual that you always have been and partake in a community. There's nothing that rules that out. Every community has individuals that stand out in any number of ways, and you don't have to let it be a hindrance. Yeah. You know, you don't have to sacrifice parts of your individuality to be part of a community. And you don't need to sacrifice your desire for community just in the name of individuality. Yeah. If you're an individual Um, type of person, you're still a person. And as I said earlier, people are social animals. We just are. That's that's part of our biology, really. And so, of course, it's expected that on some level, people will right. look out for, that will seek out and enjoy community. And I think that joining a community is actually, in a way, uh, allows you to explore Satanism in your, in your individualistic way in ways that you wouldn't necessarily find on your own. Of course. Like you join a community and you hear things, you see other things that, pe- that people are doing. Everybody's doing a bajillion different things. You'll, you'll you'll see, you know, they're part of a community, but everybody is individualistic. And taking things from other individuals or taking inspiration from other, other individuals doesn't in any way take away from the fact that it is your thing and, and still. Yeah. Um, you know, artists hang out with other artists. They're not copying each other and doing the exact same thing that, you know, musicians are hanging out with other musicians, you know? Of course. Um, And, and I think that many of them would probably tell you that that is 
important for their work to talk to other people to get inspiration from them or whatever it might be. So I, I don't think that those things are mutually exclusive. I don't think that they cause any issues with one or the other. So if you are interested in exploring your Satanism uh, beyond just what you found on your own, I think that joining a community is a really good way to do that. It's also allowing you the ability to be out and open and true to yourself in a in a non-hidden way. Um, if you like secrets, if that's a, if it's fun for you to have a secret, then that's totally okay. I understand that. I like to have a, a, a secret occasionally too. But there are some times that you want to be able to express certain parts of yourself with other people. Um, yeah. So Yeah, or when I was talking about the Church of Satan, there's a bit where Gilmore references, you know, to be a part of a satanic community, one would have to out themselves or, or whatever, make themselves known. And to that, I say, not really, not really. If you really want to stay anonymous and if you have work a job or have a family or a peer group where you can't be out about your Satanism or you don't want to be to them, that's totally fine. You can do that. But within the specific confines of your Satanic community, you can be out. You can be free to talk about those things. And that's limited to that community. That doesn't mean your mom or dad or your sister or your boss or your cousin know. You can just interact as a Satanist within that community, and it never has to bleed into any other parts of your life mm-hmm. if you don't want it to. And that's totally reasonable. That We have plenty of people that we know that they say, yeah, I'm not out to people. I can't tell my family. They'll be upset. I can't tell whoever. They'll, they won't understand. But they want to have conversations about Satanism or learn or find resources or whatever. And so the Satanic community is a place for them to do that. Yeah, it just allows you a, a group of people to uh, explore your shared interests together. It also, it offers a sense of community that can be hard to find as an adult. You know, one of the things that I hear people say and have heard people say my whole life is that you lose friends when you get older, you know, you grow away from people and it's harder to find friends. And they're they're like, well, join a class or, or you know, a book club or whatever. Well, this can be your class or your book club, right? This is one place in which you are, you join community with some, even just one shared perspective on life might just be that you call yourself Satanist. You might have nothing else in common, but... You only need um, the one thing. You only need the one thing to start with. And these people in these communities, for for the most part, like they're looking for friends, right? You join a community because you want to be part of a community. So if you're looking for that community in your adult life that you haven't had since high school or whatever, or since you left the church, like this offers that to you in, in one respect. These groups, if you join a group, could have, you know, they might have rituals or gatherings or just things that you, just whatever it is, things that you wouldn't get on your own, even if you're not into rituals or, or whatever, just the aesthetic. Many of us aren't going to, you know, decorate our entire house from the front door to the back and, and Satanism and, and black and whatever. But if somebody's hosting an event and they want to have a nice little altar and, and uh, stage set up and stuff, that's just a little bit more exciting than what you might get in your life and your own life. Uh, and you don't have to do any of the work. So that might be a, a, a minor benefit for some people. And it might be an entire part of the reason that they join communities for others is that they get access to this sort of aesthetic. Um, I'm always talking about like Satanism and how it like add some romance to your life, romanticizing your life through Satanism. So that's one way, you know, uh, to get some of that. And we were talking to some people in our group about this. And and one person mentioned that joining the group might be the difference for him in 
like a passing interest in Satanism versus like a lifestyle. And I think that's a, a really good point. I mean, it's true that any of us could grow out of whatever at any given time. But if you're if, if I'm interested in exploring something on my own, I know that I will lose interest in it eventually. I'll move on to something else. <laughs> but uh, when you join a group, it, it allows you to explore that and kind of makes it a part of your life in a, in a different kind of way. And of course, a satanic community, as defined by a community whose common interest is Satanism, once you're in the door, the common interest of Satanism is what gets you to open the door. But once you're in, you've got any number of people who have an infinite number of traits and interests and everything that you now have access to in one way or another. People are not just talking about what did Anton LaVey say? What did Lucian Greaves do? Like that's not the conversation. That's the smallest fraction of what is discussed. We talk about Satanism in Satanic Delco. We have our Facebook group, Discord server, weekly Zooms, all the other shit that we do. And we talk about Satanism. We have channels for Satanism talk. And yeah, they get used. Yeah. But that's that one little part of it. We have a thousand fucking channels on Discord where we talk about anything we want to talk about. We get on Zoom and we talk to each other about our lives and interests and a Metallica album and any other fucking thing. It's not like you just beat Satanism to death. You get in there and there are actual people that are in there that have actual lives and they are diverse. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know, that's a good way to uh, have access to potentially interesting people that could have oh, yeah. un- untold effects on your life. Yeah, I, I'm friends with people now that I would never have, I wouldn't even know how to uh, meet a person with that job. I wouldn't yeah. even know that job existed or yeah. whatever. Or that Yeah, I have this friend, he's interest. a truck driver in Alabama. Well, how'd you meet him? Yeah. In a satanic community, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> That's um, just how it happens. Yeah. And I'm always hesitant to, I don't, I'm hesitant to say people's names in case they don't, don't do want it. them, but I do, I don't think this person would mind. So shout out Andrew had some very interesting, uh, you know, comments on that topic. And he's the one that said that it, it may make the difference between a passing interest and, and a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, uh, and he also made the point that like, he's a real scoundrel, that guy, <laughs> a scoundrel. <laughs> um, he made the point that a, a satanic community, it's not. It's not just sit down, kneel, pray. It's it's a community, but it offers more freedom. So if you're, if you're, you know, you're missing that community aspect of of a church or a previous religion of yours, like, but nervous to join. Uh, a lot of people say they're like they're they're not into organized religion, so they're even though they like some of the ideas of Satanism, they don't want to yeah. get into it. Like, that's a I, I totally understand that perspective. And, and it might depend on the specific group that you join, to what extent you are. Yeah. Um, and of course, I guess it goes without saying that a satanic community, be it satanic Delco or any other type of group out there, they're not for everyone. Right. And certainly everyone is not for everyone. Satanic Delco is not for everyone. Our group at any given time has a certain attitude or personality that it changes over time for sure. It, it has all kind of different turns that it takes depending on the membership at any given time. But there are going to be people out there that they don't like it. They don't like either one group or they don't like groups. There are going to be those people. And for those people, okay, cool. Right. It's not for you. And that's okay. Nobody's saying you got to join a community, but I think we're saying they're valuable to a lot of people. And they certainly exist within the context of Satanism and can go a long way in enhancing 
your experience with Satanism. Yeah. And and you you brought up a good point that this the social dynamic of each community is going to be different and they might be different from from this week to next, you know. And I've I've witnessed that in multiple communities that I've been in. I don't know the numbers, but I think it's probably safe to say that the majority of people that become aware of the existence of Satanic Delco find out about it through the podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, because the podcast reaches more people and it reaches people regardless of their geographical location. And so because of that, the word gets out there that there's a Satanic Delco. And if they like the vibe that they think we have, they come check it out and maybe they hang out and join And that same scenario exists in other places. There's other people talking about Satanism on podcasts, and there are communities attached to those places, and they all have their own personality, you know? The experience you're going to have in one server is dramatically different than the one you might have in another. And of course, that makes sense, right? They're run by different people with different ideas, different goals, different everything. And so, you know, it might take a little work, but... You just need to sort of find what works for you if finding what works for you is a priority for right. you. If you want to be by yourself, fuck it. And that, <laughs> be by yourself. Yeah, and that also relates to, like, you know, people join these communities. They, you know, we just said that pretty much the only thing you have in common, and depending on which one you join, is that you're going to call yourself a Satanist. Mm-hmm. Even in TST, even if you're like, I'm a TST Satanist, we know that people disagree on shit in those communities all the time. All the time. So there's sort of a like a, a phenomenon where people I've noticed it in our group, I've noticed it in other groups, um, you know, they join a community. They think I'm, I'm, we're all Satanists. We all have the same values. We all have the we're same. All like-minded, we're all like-minded. Yeah. I'm looking, everyone like-minded. joins and they're like, yeah, I'm excited to get to know like-minded individuals. You might you know? find some of those. You might find some of those. But you're going to find some not yeah. like-minded people. Right. And those people are important. Yeah. I, I, and Satanic Delco, we think, I, I think we definitely think that they are and that, there is value in, in having people who have different opinions and different yeah. different things. Right. You could be tied together by the word Satanism. That could be your thing. You know, you might have this value of compassion or whatever. That's your your value. And I also value compassion. And we use that same word. But when we start talking about what we mean and what's compassionate to us, like we actually have different, yeah. you know, opinions about, um, you know, what is compassionate, what is... You and know, we've seen what is I know fair, what is just. You've um, experienced it, and I have in certain satanic communities where there is a I don't know a, a well defined personality or or vibe of the group, and when someone comes along that doesn't quite match that, they are met with it's not going to work out for you. Basically, yeah. You know, if you ask too many questions or or have the wrong opinion or whatever, say the name of the wrong book or anything, you know what I mean? You're going to be given a lot of trouble. You're going to be pounced on. You might be immediately banned. I've seen these things happen. And if I'm being honest, to see that happen that way in the specific context of a satanic community, to me, that's creepy and it turns me off. But to the people that exist in that community, they like it, I guess. They're like, yeah, we only want people that are like us. And that makes us feel safe and protected. And if people are going to come in here with different views, that scares us and we want to get rid of them. And okay, they have the right to run a community that way. It's not my way, but I wouldn't tell anybody else how they have to run their house. Yeah. 
and that's also part of the reason when I hear when I see people say even about TST congregations when I hear people talking shit about whatever online I always take it with a grain of salt, you know, because I think that's a thing that happens sometimes is they go in and they find, I thought we were all alike, but actually I like Metallica and they don't. And uh, I apparently they're all constant. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> that might be a little bit of a strong word <laughs> to use on the podcast. I've been using that word How a lot you. lately. Um, apparently they're all, you know, assholes. And that uh, one's better. Yeah. You like that word? Well, that, I just thought. Is that a safer word than I the thought, other one? I, I've been I've been using cunts a lot lately. Wow. But. Why do you want to use that word so it's much? It's just started to come out more often. All right. It feels like the only word that's really powerful anymore. Even when I said a first cursed on this podcast earlier, I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I usually am consciously not trying, you know, to do that so much because I use I'll use them as filler words a lot. Yeah. And the first time I cursed, I was like, oh, no, well, oh, well I guess it's fine. It's, you know, whatever. I can edit. But, yeah. Uh, but then cunt felt real strong. Yeah, we, <laughs> um, don't, we don't say these kind of words. Yeah. Uh, That'll get you banned from Satanic Delco. Does, cunt? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> it just kidding. It, <laughs> Better it not. does not. You're going to lose not. me. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you, you should, you could cut this out and put, put the, uh, the outtakes of, of cursing saying cunt seven times on the Patreon. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you find that these these people actually, you know, you disagree on one thing and all of a sudden they're not who you thought they were and blah, 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 blah. And I've seen that happen in, in other, other places and I've seen it happen in Satanic Delco. I always use the example, and this is a, a political uh, example. I, I always say one of my least favorite things that I see in Satanic communities a lot is in certain spaces. It's definitely not in all of them, but if you say anything even slightly right of full-blown, you know, communist socialist, like... Right you're an alt-right <laughs> Nazi yeah, or something. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, and, and you think, I mean, you might <sighs> yeah. think I'm being Don't dramatic. Get me started. And I maybe shouldn't talk about people, but I, I know I had an interaction once with somebody who was on our server and, and said something like, I think they were new and they were like, so everyone's a socialist, right? Every Everyone isn't, who's a Satanist has to be a socialist, right? Yeah. And I didn't even say, I'm not. I said, I don't think that's true. And yeah. they got really very mad and they left. And I now I'm, I imagine that they're all over the internet like, there, you know. Yeah. yeah, well, that's um, always, those are always going to be the people that are going to have terrible things to say yeah. about your group, your podcast, your interactions with them, whatever. It's based on their expectations. Yeah. It's not that you did anything wrong or your group is bad. It's that someone wanted it to be something that was perfect for them and it wasn't and they're upset. Yeah. It's just, it's just misplaced sort of expectations really that right. that's what it is um, uh, you can't be everything to everyone i know that for sure yeah and to try to be i think would be a tremendous failure yeah so that's one of my biggest issues that i see the um, you know drama that i see in in some satanic spaces comes from exactly that those people who think they're finding they think oh we're all satanists we're all we all have the same values and i mean that, that it seems like a silly assumption to make because even I think about whatever other groups or other, you know, identities you could, you could name and they don't all agree. Not everyone agrees on everything all the same. A lot of Satanists and probably even a lot of TST aligned Satanists are left of center sure. politically. Sure. But God damn, if that doesn't start a bunch of fights, like every, every political fight I've ever seen has been between like two <laughs> self-identifying liberals or progressives or whatever who you know, yeah. one of them's not quite progressive enough. Yeah, so. and that's in um, in some of these other spaces in particular that I that I reference. That's a real thing. Uh, you will see 
the the contest is always to see who can be the most progressive, who's the most woke. I don't know if you're allowed to say that word, but there is that thing. And if you do a thing, if you say a thing or even, and no lie, no exaggeration, I have seen this, just asking the question, literally asking a question will get you pounced on. It's really a thing. I mean, some groups are very protective of the... There's a lot of know. like I'm going to interpret your question in the in the least generous way possible. Right. Yeah. Um, Whatever might make you be a bad guy, we're going to interpret it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see that. I mean, I see that a lot, and I'm thinking of one place in particular that I bet you are too. Um, uh, that I see that more than any other other place. But yeah, and I I don't identify with that because I don't. I'm not looking for reasons for somebody else to be the bad guy. Um, I believe that most people yeah. think that they are a good person. Most people think that almost everybody, right. But everybody has their own ideas of, of what is fair and what is just. And like I said, it's totally fair and reasonable and okay to run a community or be part of a community that is any specific way you want it to be. If you want it to be a community of people that are hardcore progressive on every possible thing and questioning that is not part of your vibe, then okay, that's your community's vibe, and that's okay. My only criticism, if I were to have one, is that it feels strange when the premise of the community is Satanism, specifically. Yeah. If you start a progressive leftist Facebook group, I would expect people to have progressive leftism in common in that group. Right. That isn't the case in Satanism. Satanism, the thing we have in common, is Satanism. And as Anton LaVey said, that can include people with all kinds of political ideologies and and musical tastes yeah. and favorite pizza toppings and you name it. It's We have everything else doesn't need to be in common. Yeah, You just have one thing. And even to say, hey, we have Satanism in common, what does that mean? Well, that means a lot of different shit too. Do you love outsider Satanism? Is that what turned you on recently? Or are you hardcore into the TST stuff? Or do you live and die by the fucking satanic Bible? Or do you pray to Satan when you go to bed at night? <laughs> Satanism alone doesn't even mean anything. You're going to have to get in there and figure out what community you're joining and if it's right for you and how you want to fit into it or not. Yeah. And it might just take a little bit of effort. And it, I, it, it's worth know. it, though. I do think the benefits of a good functioning community – outweigh whatever effort it might take to go find it yeah and, and you mentioned another thing about you know, like theistic satanists like we've had theistic satanists in satanic delco i don't know if they don't I, last yeah, long I, I don't, don't think i was gonna say i don't know if if there are any you know vocal right now um if they're if they're there that are any vocal right now but we have had people that have lasted a while they they know that we're not a what's a cool group but they like the idea of the community yeah, yeah um, our our community like any is going to have that vibe that we described. It's going to have its own personality. And of course, you know, if if most of our members are there because some part of either the Satanic Bible or the Satanic Temple's tenets or outsider Satanism, if the majority of our members are there for some part of those things that, that interested them or felt important to them, then we're going to have a certain set of things probably in common certain values that feel right or important to right. us and certain things that are out of line. And one of those things, not that there's any rule against it, there isn't, but it's easy to believe 
that if you believe in supernatural creatures, Satan or otherwise, you're going to be in a minority viewpoint in a group like Satanic Delco, right. just like you would be in a Satanic Temple congregation. And so I would not say if, hey, you believe in supernatural shit, get out, you're banned. I don't say that. I never say that. But if you're there to talk about that kind of stuff, you're probably going to find that most conversations about that aren't going to go yeah. favorably in a way that you might be looking for. Yeah. People are going to be more like, well, that's not real, so let's talk about the Easter bunny instead. Yeah. And you I know? mean, there are there are other places for you to gather and talk about theistic yeah. Satanism. So while well, you're welcome, you know, people are welcome here and they do hang out and some of them do, you know, acknowledge yeah. like I'm a theist, but I know that you guys aren't. That's yeah, fine. And they might enjoy but, all um, other parts of the community. Yeah. Because there um, are so many other parts. Yeah. You might enjoy every other conversation you have. Yeah. And so this is, I mean, uh, we've been getting here, I guess, but that's sort of one of the outsider Satanism values is acceptance. And I have it in front of me and it says, our lives and perspectives are shaped by the unique combination of our lived experiences. No two are alike. Because of this, we use empathy and compassion in an effort to understand those who differ from us in nearly every way. Right. Uh, and that was one that, you know, when, when, you, when you first shared these values and somebody actually mentioned it in the context of satanic community, you know, to what extent do we accept people? Where is the line drawn? People, people have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. Um, and you could talk about it for forever, but I really think that's the intention of acceptance isn't to say, yes, you know. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Nazis, Nazis you know. welcome. Right. No, um, no, that is not what it's saying. It's right. leaning into acceptance. Like I did an episode once, sort of in the context of outsider Satanism, sort of, and it was about forgiveness. And forgiveness is not one of the stated values of outsider Satanism, but it's an idea that is close. You know, it's it's a close neighbor. And as I think I said on that episode, there isn't a rule. There's no way that I can tell you you need to universally forgive people because, of course, that's not true. And in the same way, I would say you can't universally accept everyone and everything. Of course not. Of course not. We all have our standards and lines and beliefs right. and morals, and there are going to be ideas and people out there that cross those lines for us, and we can't accept it. There are behaviors that we can't accept and people that we won't accept. So, of course, that that is a given. The idea is that we should lean into the idea of accepting differences. Right. Because there are good people, genuinely good people out there that have views that are different from yours. You might really disagree. You know, they might vote for a person that you would never vote for for any number of reasons or vice versa. They might like things that you could never like or have experienced things that you would never want to experience. And that's okay. Differences don't have to be a deal breaker when it comes to respecting someone or accepting them for all of the other things that they are. I'm sure I've talked about it on here, but I have friends that I've had for most of my life that are different from me in countless fucking ways. And I don't need to categorize them by the things that are different right? and rule them out. You're not similar enough to me, so you need to get out. I just don't vibe with that personally. Right. And and if you're, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm a, 
I'm a socialist, I'm a bleeding heart, I'm anti-racist, I'm pro-feminism, I'm all of these things. And I don't understand how anybody could possibly have a different perspective than me and also be a good person. And the most important words there are, I don't understand. Yeah, that's exactly it. And the community is the key to getting some understanding. Right. And, and you might think, well, they're dumb or uninformed or, or bad people or whatever. And, and how are you defending these opinions on this podcast right now? Like, I'm not defending opinions. I'm just acknowledging the fact that some people exist and, and not everyone is a, a yeah. full-blown Nazi or a f- whatever it is just because they have a um, slightly right. different opinion now, than me. if someone now, is a full-blown Nazi or whatever, an, a, a racist uh, homophobic, transphobic, fucking abuse, whatever, you name it, some kind of creep who's being a creep. Do we accept that? No, man, of course not. Like, And I mean, you know, but where those lines are drawn versus what the word is, everybody, I say those things, you know, I say racist. All right, what's a racist? If there's a, a thousand people listening right now, there's probably hundreds of specific different interpretations or definitions of what would be required for someone to count as a racist. You know, that's just, that's just the reality. And so I'm not into so easily labeling someone, but yeah, if the moment I believe someone's a racist kind of fuck them, you know, I don't accept that. And I don't don't expect others to accept it either. Yeah. So, so yes, I mean, that's part of the value of acceptance and part of what I think that we hope to foster in satanic delco is that sort of acceptance of of different perspectives now there are plenty of people in satanic delco that i i think are full i i don't know i've never asked them what words do you use but i believe that they're like what i would say a full-blown socialist you know um and i like having conversations with them i love hearing their perspectives and and all that stuff but it's not that we are you know we're not trying to create a community that is just that um you know if you come in and you have a slightly different opinion or you have i mean you had a podcast with uh meet a republican satanist um yeah, and um, got a lot of shit for that episode. Yeah, which I thought was silly because I didn't. I thought that episode, you know, she clearly was not, you know, neo-Nazi right wings, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and, and part part uh, of the shit that I got for that one was that I didn't push back hard enough. I didn't challenge her. I think if I remember correctly, the person on the show claimed that they voted for Donald Trump, or at least they said they liked Donald Trump or liked certain things about his platform or whatever it was. And some of the shit that I got was that I didn't push back hard enough on that. And I think those people missed the purpose of the episode. It wasn't a debate. I wasn't there to compare my beliefs to their beliefs. Right. My purpose was just to expose the reality that there are Satanists among us who feel aligned with many of the same things we all feel aligned with that also have differing beliefs. Yeah. And can a Satanist be a Republican? Can a Republican be a Satanist? The answer is yes, of course. Of course they can. People that for whatever reason, there's an infinite number of reasons that a person might want to vote for a Republican candidate of some kind. And those people can and do believe a lot of the same things that all the other people believe. Right. It's, there's, it's, it's too deep. It's not so black and white. It's yeah. just never that simple. There are times we, we had a small incident recently in Satanic Delco where a couple of members just had an interaction that wasn't picture perfect. You know, a newer member showed up and an existing member was 
less than perfect in their reaction to some of those things. And the, the short version is it worked out just fine. There was a momentary kerfuffle. I love that right. word. And it wasn't ideal. But what is ideal is that people can have a difference and work it out like adults. Right. And and that's what happens. And that's what I like to see. You know, that's more important to me than creating and curating a community that is so single-minded. Yeah. I just don't – I don't care for that. Yeah, I don't – I like – I know this is frustrating to other people, but I love talking to people with different opinions, and I love asking questions and debating. We have plenty and of debate I, amongst us. I truly enjoy that, first of all, and I sometimes don't recognize when other people are not enjoying that. Like, I'm having a con- – I think I'm having a conversation with somebody. I'm like, this is – you know, I'm learning stuff. I'm having a conversation, or I disagree with them, or whatever. And, um, you know, especially if you're on an online format, you don't always – Text is difficult sometimes. Text is very difficult, yeah. I don't necessarily see the tension that they're feeling or something like that. Yeah. And this might be a a shift in the conversation, but it reminds me of another point that I wanted to talk about and is that there's there's kind of, we talked about different online platforms that people use and Mm. all of these platforms build and foster community in different ways. Yeah. First of all, the audience, like the people, people on Facebook, Facebook, generally speaking, I think is an older crowd. You know, a lot of, I think Gen Z is not super into Facebook these days. You know, millennials might be on it, but not to the same extent boomers are. I mean, boomers, I don't know how many Satanist people are are boomers. Maybe they're, (laughs) maybe they're Gen X, you know, what's called, you know, boomers love Facebook. Yeah. And then I, I would say it, it probably trickles down from there. <laughs> Generally, the crowd is different. So on our Facebook group, I think that the personalities of, I mean, there's people are generally on both. They're on Discord and they're on Facebook, but um, they might be more active in different ways. Um, um, and I would say that the ages of activity, uh, Discord has a pretty wide range, but in general, I think of it as a younger crowd. Yeah. Uh, and Facebook, like the At a certain that, point, you hit, there's some folks who can't figure out new technology <laughs> right. and we just right. can't do it. <laughs> um. So, so not only are there different differences in like the type of people that are there or the, the culture, I guess, but also, you know, Discord allows for live real-time conversation with people. Yeah. Facebook is like a post and then there's like threads under a you know, conversation or thing. And, and generally, I'm, I, I, I don't think that most of the time people read Facebook comments. I think they're like, oh, there's a cool post. I'll like it. And I'll leave my own comment. But they're not all of the time yeah, reading it everybody else's. It feels like co- less you know? of a conversation. Yeah. So I Discord don't, is good for that. Yeah. So I know that people do, like I know people make friends on Facebook. Like I know people like, Oh yeah. you know, in our group or even like, yeah, I was talking to so-and-so, like they just have like DM conversations going. I right. don't know how they got started, but you know, that it happened yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But it's different than, than Discord. Like I think that people really, like they form like, you know, yeah, real-time friendships. Yeah, well, on Discord, just, you know, Facebook, Discord, all these platforms, they offer different tools. Yeah. You know, for us, Discord is great because we have different channels in different categories, and you can have real-time interaction in all of them. And then, of course, we have voice chat channels. Yeah. And those are good for their own thing. Yeah. You know, and they're open 24-7, and people can... Yeah, you know, partake in them however they and want. And that's that's good. We have Monday Monday night zooms too. But if you aren't able to participate in those, the Discord yeah. voice chat is it's like a Zoom. You yeah, know, everything there's, there's sort video, of has its own personality. You know, when we do our zooms, we have weekly zooms, and then we have yeah. other zooms. But like on a regular weekly zoom, that's a drastically different type of interaction than you could ever really get on Facebook or right. anything. You know. Right. And then in person, you know, there's different different things that happen in person as well. I don't I don't think yeah, I need to course. explain to anybody how in person <laughs> how in yeah. person uh, and and how uh, much of our time we have in person meetings 
all the time. We, we, we go out to dinner. We go out to bowling. We go out to different events. You know, on occasion, we'll have bigger events, a Halloween thing or this or that. And during those events, you know, when a bunch of us are sitting around a bonfire in, in the fall, are we generally talking about Satanism? No, we do. It comes up. We talk about different stuff, but we're not there to well, talk about Satanism. Sometimes when I'm, um, you know, at night, at nighttime, like laying in bed or if, especially if I'm under the influence, I get really like, it is so funny to me that we're fucking Satanists. Like, <laughs> like not to, not to downplay the seriousness of anyone's religion, but when I am, you know, under the influence at nighttime lying in bed, it is hilarious to me. Yeah. I'm like, we're Satanists. People are afraid of us. Yeah. <laughs> And then equally as ridiculous is whenever there's some kind of drama or if I get in like a fight with somebody online about free speech or whatever, I am like, I can't believe I graduated high school and now I'm fighting with Satanists online. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These fucking Satanists. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and uh, like Reddit is a place too. I think Reddit is a, Reddit is, you, Reddit is a community, right? It's people, get, people gather in various, sure. in various places and they, they call themselves Satanists on various subreddits or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that is not, you know, I don't think that that is building the same kind of friendships that other communities are building. It's more just like talking. It's yeah. still a community, but it's just like. Yeah, it's a community. I mean, it's it it meets the criteria to fit. Yeah. You can you can have community there. I would suggest that uh, I, maybe, unfortunately, I guess you, there's not great satanic community there. Yeah, it's and not I it's agree. not good. Like there's the TST sub, which it seems to be mostly kids, right? It's like kids with like pet pictures and nonsense. Oh, lately, yeah. On um, any given day, the TST sub is just like, yeah, hi guys, I'm trans and I got a new balloon today. What do yeah. you guys think about it? Which is, I mean, there's a purpose for that. It's like, it's, yeah, you that's, know, fine. that's cool. It's uploading. It's what's it called. But, yeah, you're not but if you want to get in there and dig into satanic philosophy or, yeah. or do something useful, uh-huh. you're not going to find it there. Yeah. And then if you go to the Satanism subreddit, obviously all you're going to see there is, you're not a real Satanist. I'm the yeah. only real Satanist. And <laughs> that, like, I mean, on. that <laughs> you know? uh, thing, but that really drives me like like the only purpose that okay let's agree to disagree on the term satanism so we can have a conversation and they're like no no they can't (laughs) Um, can't. so you just have to know what it is so Um, i don't recommend that if you want to like experience satanism the way it exists in the real world reddit's not the place for that but there are lots of other places and reddit yeah reddit is also a very high-minded place Uh, the the upvote downvote mechanics like really um really influence how interactions go there yeah and no Um, sometimes you know especially for somebody like me you know, like I've got 47 usernames. I'm in every sub. I'm in every sub 12 times because I know that if <laughs> I say, say if I say a thing as Hail Satan podcast on a certain subreddit, no matter what it is, literally no matter yeah. what it is, it'll be downvoted by certain groups because they're like, that's that guy. He talked bad about TST. We got to yeah. we got to get get him down. Yeah. But if I say the same thing on a different username, then it's fine. They yeah. like it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, so it doesn't really it's. There's no nuance. It's not like the most intelligent space you want to go deal with. But yeah. you can have fun there. You can fuck around. Yeah. You know? Yes, for sure. And Reddit's one of the places specifically that I see like occasionally somebody will come on like, I'm a Republican, but I, I believe in all this stuff. I'm a Satanist. And yeah. and they no longer are Satanists by the time that oh, they yeah. interact with that community. Oh, yeah. If um, those communities, <laughs> if those are your unfortunate first impression of satanism you're probably not going to even be a satanist yeah. anymore you're gonna uh, be fuck these people yeah, <laughs> yeah um, it's silly so so the format of your community might might vary and uh the reason the reason i brought this up is because you mentioned that interaction that was on that was on discord mm. um yeah yeah and the the other thing about that is like 
if you if you pop in and you join the Discord server at 3 a.m. our time, you're going to meet different people than you would if you joined at 10 a.m. our right. time. You know, like of course. So your first interactions with people might be weird. Well, and because you know? we do have our group is unique to some, in that some are very based on geography. Yeah. And some take that geography more seriously than others. In the earliest days of Satanic Delco, it was that. Yeah. It was designed for people in this tiny little thing called Delco. Mm-hmm. And when people were too far outside that range, I would actually turn them away. I would say like, sorry, man, this is, you know, it's really just like a little local thing. And over time, so many people from outside the area wanted to join. I had to question like, why am I turning people away? They want to take part in this community because they like the vibe that has been expressed either somewhere online or on the podcast or whatever it might have been. And I'm turning them away. Why would I do that? Having them here only enriches the community. And so that that was a long time ago. I've since changed that ages ago. And now, like you say, you can join in the middle of the night and there might be people from who knows what fucking time zone on at that moment to say hello to you. And yeah, yeah it's going to be a different experience. And we have people when we do our Zooms, you know, we're over here on Eastern time. And we have people that stay up through the middle of the night to yeah. join the Zoom because they live in wherever, the fucking Philippines or yeah. Australia or you name it, and, and they join to to join in. And that's a lot of fun. Yeah. There's, yes, there's people in all over the world. There's a significant number of people, I think, in like Sweden, Norway, yeah. like up there. We've got and a bunch. Some of them are just on Facebook. And I'm always like, if you would come to Discord, like you would find if everybody in like Scandinavia came on Discord at the same time, <laughs> there'd be a bunch of It'd you. It'd be popping. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be popping. Um, so the time of day that you, you join it might influence something or if you are going to like an in-person gathering the people that are there that for that gathering might be different to you than the people that are going to be at the next gathering and that brings up another point here is like a a question that i have in here is is there is there are there issues with clickiness or inclusion in some of these groups and i would say that the answer is yes in some in many instances and i don't think that that is necessarily intentional i think that sometimes that's a symptom of how groups work so if you join a group and you made your friends three years ago and there's new people joining now, you know, they might have less time to commit to brand new friendships, right? Maybe. Yeah, that's, um, that feels more like regular human stuff. Right. You know, that's not necessarily community specific, like specific to a particular right. community, but Humans, communities can yeah. sort of address it in different ways. Right. So how do we address that is the question, because I think that is a thing. It happens all over the place. I hear people say that the, that's an issue with like, they, they went to their first TST local gathering and it seemed like they were just the 16th <laughs> wheel at this, you know, whatever, 15 person, you know, event or whatever it is, because they're already all friends and it can be very, you know, difficult sometimes to insert yourself into a new friend group. Right. I think it is just a symptom of how humans work yeah. um, but if you lead a community um, I think that you should really try to be inclusive in our group I think we do little things that yeah. they just sort of popped into mind right now we don't have them in place to address this but I think they play a part if someone new just happens to join let's say they join the discord server discord tells us hey this new person joined we could just say hello all it takes is one or two people to say hey new person welcome yeah. to our thing or lead them to, we have a channel for new members to introduce themselves. That's pretty common on that platform. And so they can go in there and say, hey, I'm Johan from Sweden, and I like black metal, and here we go. And, you know, people see that, and that yeah. is enough to spark a conversation. And I try to consciously make an effort to 
you know, ask questions to get to know new people and also like allow them time to talk in a group or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we do our Zooms, hard to, we always give up. Yeah. We take time to say, hey, new people, yeah. introduce yourself, say um, hello if you want to. Yeah. Because I think that it, it's really hard for some people to insert themselves. I'm always blown up. I'm like impressed when people can be like brand new, join a conversation. Like, you know, they've been there forever. Yeah. It's great. But um, yeah, I think that if you're an old member, if you're if you've been around in a group for a while, like you should definitely make a conscious effort to be inclusive to allow space for new members. Yeah. Um, like I feel bad if somebody joins and I'm in a meeting and I can't say hello and get to know them or something. Right. Um, yeah, I mean it's worth trying and hopefully you know I think that I think that we do a pretty good job in, in Satanic Delco. And to that note, though, I, I will also say that I think that that prevents a lot of people from joining communities to begin with or from or maybe they join, but they never, they never say hello or whatever is because they're just afraid, you know, either it looks like it's a community already and they're jumping themselves in or they're, they're not used to putting themselves out yeah. there and stuff. People and might feel like, you, Oh, it seems like it's hard to jump in. Yeah. It's that they already seem like yeah. they're a fully formed thing. And where yeah. do I belong? And let me just tell you, you have to do it. Cause first of all, people are probably more open than you, than maybe you're giving them credit for. Of course. And we, like Joseph just said in our Monday night zooms, we offer, we have a time you know, we say any new people want to introduce themselves and they, they go for it. And they I, almost always do. They almost always also say, this is out of the norm for me. Like, I've, I've never done this before. Like, I'm not, I don't really put myself out there that much. It seems like we all have that in common. But some for some reason, we just, we've done it that day. Yeah. Um, even me, like I, I was in Satanic Delco, I was in the Facebook group. This was before Discord. And Zooms have been going on for a while before I, I started joining them. Um, and for, I mean, it seemed totally out of character for me to like, show my face in a new space that people don't, you know, yeah. know me before. And just like, like I'm like, I'm joining a thing that everybody's already been doing for weeks Yeah, and it's totally, it's totally normal. <laughs> like it's fine. It was totally out of character for me. Um, I don't know why I did it that day, but I did. And it's, <laughs> it seems silly now that it was everything that I wouldn't, you know, that I would be nervous for that I wouldn't do. And I will say for the individual joining a new group, there is a level of responsibility for your own experience, which is to say, to get the most out of a community, you probably have to participate. You probably have to participate. If yeah. you're not seeing the conversations or subject matter that you wish to see, then get it going. Yeah. Start it. Make the effort. Start a conversation. Ask a question. You know, comment on something. Join the Zoom. Do whatever, you know. And this applies to not only Satanic Delco, but I'm sure any community. Um, if they're even close to similar, you know, you are somewhat responsible for making that community be the thing that you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And one might, you know, might be able to say, well, I'm not going to show up and just change it or make this whole thing be what I want it to be. But you are, you, that's your job. Yeah. And that sounds a little extreme, but it's not person by person. One person might not show up and change the fabric of a community, but you'd be surprised. Other people probably want to talk about that thing too. Maybe they didn't think of it that day, or maybe it hasn't come up. But take the initiative. Get in there and and participate. That is the key to making it yeah. what you want it to be. And I, I know, look, I'm, I'm biased, guys. I admit my bias. I think Satanic Delco is the best group. But a thing that we've done that I think is pretty cool over time is that when certain members do have an area of focus and seem excited or have some initiative to like draw some focus to their wheelhouse, you know, their areas of interest or expertise, there's always ways for them to do that. We've had people over time who take up roles, you know, they take up uh, 
the, the, for example, they'll be in charge of a themed Zoom that can be recurring. It could be every week or every two weeks or every month. You want to do a Zoom that's about some project you're working on. That's a thing that's available. Yeah. You know, if you want to be the person who does biweekly Zoom meetings about satanic ritual, you can be that in Satanic Delco. You know, if you want to, whatever it is, book club was a good example. You, uh, Kirsten, you took the lead on uh, restarting our book club. We've had book clubs in the past, but it was sort of dormant for a while. Nobody was doing it, and you took it up. So we have our blasphemous book club where we suggest books, we vote on books, and then we do books in a a semi-structured way. We have questions and conversations and a Zoom meeting at the end, and people can participate as they choose to. It's not mandatory, of course. Anybody who's into it gets into it. And so there's room to stand out and express some of your individuality and your individual areas of focus within a community. And I think that's something that Satanic Delco, at least, I can't really speak to many other groups, but that's something that we've embraced over time continually and still do. And I would love that. Look, any of you Satanic Delco members right now who are listening Mm -hmm. to this, this goes to you. If you have an area of focus or a thing that excites you that you want to bring to the group in a formal or less formal way, it's probably a couple messages away. Let's do it. Yeah. But really consider that you are willing to put in whatever work. Yeah, you you've got to do the work. Make sure you're ready to do it. But I'm yeah. there to help I'm there to help. Yeah. I please, will assist. Yeah. Please don't sure. please don't request Joseph, can you do this thing for me? Because the answer is going to be no, <laughs> no. I you know. Um, <laughs> no, I cannot do any more. Yeah. But um, I will help yeah. toward enabling other people to do yeah. shit. And we've always done that, and that's a really fun thing that always comes up from time to time. Yeah. I have a couple questions from some members of Satanic Delco that they were hoping we could cover on the podcast. And we did talk about some of them a little bit before, you know, Ava had asked about how we can balance the individualism of Satanism with Satanic communities. I think we talked about that a lot. Yeah. And look, there's always room to me. They're not mutually exclusive. If you are just whatever, if you're a flamboyant fucking person, that's really into a thing That's okay. There's room for that. And like I was just saying, there's specified ways where a person with a particular interest can present that to the group. You can be in charge of a thing. If you've got a passion, there's so many ways to bring that to the group, especially if it's in any way related directly to Satanism. But even if it's not, we've had Zooms that have a focus on like sexuality is that directly, is that Satanism? No, but it's related. Yeah. You know, our values certainly embrace varied sexuality and bodily autonomy, being rid of shame for natural things. So yeah, that's a natural fit within Satanism. You know, just this last week, we did, you did your uh, 420 stoner craft, oh, yeah. stoner arts and crafts to celebrate 420. Is weed Satanism? No, but... A lot of Satanists like weed, and we like to indulge, and we like to do it without shame. And we like to have an excuse to have a little craft night. Yeah, so why um, the fuck not? So we have yeah. a stoner craft night. Why not? There's more of there's any number of those things that can yeah. exist. And if you're any type of artist or creator, there's tons of room for that in right. Satanic community. Right. One person had asked, what are the points against and in favor of democratizing the creation of literature and the leadership of the organization or community? First of all, we have to preface this by saying all of it is subjective based on the individuals we're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's if there's an individual control, then 
it depends a lot on that person as to how it goes. And if it's a committee, it depends a lot. So really, it's all subjective. But the most obvious knock on having one person be a leader is that one person has all the quote-unquote power, and whatever decision they make, they can just make it without your input. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. That's true. And so if you're a member of that community, you might you might say, okay, this person in control, they, they just did this, and I don't agree with that, and I don't like it, and so I don't feel my voice is being heard. And so that's not good. That's a downside. It's a downside if if you have that view, and in particular, if you don't like the decision that is being made. But of course, that, even that, will vary on decision by decision. Some of them you might agree with, some of them you might not. But just on principle, some people not might not like the idea of one person being in control. And so in communities that are run that way, I guess that's just part of your decision making as to do I vibe with this community or not. And again, there's the combination of the personality of those in control mixed with the personality of those who are in the membership. In Satanic Delco, technically, on paper, I guess we don't have any sort of leadership committee. We don't have a committee of people, you know. I founded Satanic Delco, and I sort of curate content toward the group. But, I mean, you could speak to it as a member who's been a part of it for a long time. There's very few projects that come along that aren't discussed and voted on. Yeah. And it's not like a democracy, like, okay, 127 people voted this way, and so it must be. There's conversations. There's conversations. And the other thing that I think uh, this is true to Satanic Delco and to and to other congregations is that, you know, if you're one person and you're very, very passionate about one project, you can recommend it, but it doesn't mean necessarily that it's possible or the right time to do that project. Yeah. And I see that happen in, in all kinds of different uh, spaces where they're, like, frustrated with the leadership for not doing whatever thing yeah. at this time. And it's like, well... It's not the good. It's not a good time for that. Or um, there's, there's. It's hard for us to do that. It's uh, whatever. Well, and then from a leadership perspective, if you're the person who runs a group, if you're the de facto leader of that group, and you just make decisions willy nilly. Okay, I've decided we're doing this as a as a charity, or we're doing this meeting, or whatever. If you're just making calls based on your own whims, there's a real a real strong potential that that's not going to go well for you or your group. Because on the other end of your decisions are all these people that are going to like it or not like it or not like the way you went about it. And they will act. If you just are willy-nilly making decisions, I'm calling the shots here, bam, bam, bam. Well, everybody's going to leave. There is no group anymore (laughs) because nobody's going to really vibe with that. So there's a way to do it. If I just decide, guys, we're going out to dinner every week, and we're going to a vegan restaurant. I called it. Mm-hmm. I've made the decision. We're doing it. Well, you know what? People aren't coming to dinner. Yeah. They're not going to come to that. Yeah. So, yeah, if you just make decisions with no regard for your community, it isn't going to go well. It's not going to benefit that leader. It's not going to benefit that community. And I feel like it will just end itself. Yeah. On the other hand, I think, and the Satanic Temple is the obvious example We talked about the layers of bureaucracy, the red tape and all of that stuff that stands between the member and an action, Mm -hmm. whatever that might be, an event, a charity, a this or that. When you get into these committees, and TST has so many committees, 
And they are literally called the blank, blank committee. Like there's a lot of them. And that stuff, while it might be there to create some level of a democratization, man, does it just slow down the works. I I don't think I could feel really drawn to Satanism by committee, philosophy by committee. I don't think I could feel passionate toward that. This has even been a discussion that's been had in Satanic Delco. At one point, the idea came up, like, should we have it be more of a committee? And we actually took vote on that. And overwhelmingly, people voted no. We kind of we, yeah. we like it the way it is. Don't make it a committee. That's unnecessary. Yeah, they they sort of so the idea was sort of like if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know. Yeah. So that's the way it, it continued to go, which which I'm fine with. And all of that said, there's no formal committee, but like we've talked about, everybody's allowed input, and of I course. think I think that there are plenty of spaces where you can voice that input, you know, within the group. So it's not even, it's not like you have to go out of your way to, you know, to make suggestions at all either. Yeah. I try to make it Um, as easy as possible. There's so many ways to do it. Another question from somebody was, how do we handle internal conflict to ensure the best result for the group? First of all, the the easiest answer is it's a case by case basis. You know what I mean? There's no one size fits all answer. This person said this word, so they're banned. Like it's, you know, there's a conversation. What happened? How did it happen? What you know, you got to look at it to know the answer. Yeah. And, and yeah, a big part of the solution is be an adult. Yeah. Act like a fucking responsible, somewhat intelligent adult. Yeah. And there's sort of, I believe that like once it's risen to a level that you can't handle yourself, I'm going to block that person. I'm not going to talk to that person. I'm going to, whatever it is. Like that's a step to take. You sure. Know, Sometimes and, people won't mesh personalities, yeah. whatever. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I'm not going to stop going to my favorite record store because they sold a record I don't like. Yeah. Like, just ignore that one. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, you know, I I um, say all the time, like, you don't need to be friends with everybody, but you, you need to make an effort to get along. Um, yeah, just to coexist peacefully. Yeah. You know, um, that's all. Now, when there's legitimate internal conflict, I, I don't know what that would be, but... I think that you're pretty good at handling like actual issues. Like if somebody's somebody all but all but said they were Nazi once and they were kicked out of the group. That's who gets kicked out of the group. The person who oh, yes. who who yes. said everything but yeah, I'm he didn't a Nazi. say it, but he's it. We got enough of a picture oh, yeah. that there was some questionable views there, and it and was I like, don't you know mean, what this probably yeah. isn't the best community. I don't for mean you. right wing, you know, whatever. No, I mean, no. a, I mean a Nazi. <laughs> I mean doesn't like Jewish people. And it's weird. Um, it's weird that. A person, like what is it that anybody could hear on our podcast or see from Satanic Delco's public anything, our social media presence or anything? What would someone see if they're like a Nazi that would be like, yeah, that's the group for me? Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> like, know. I don't know what made you think it was going to go over well, but it won't. Yeah. So yeah. don't bother. Um, but having said that, uh, compared to other Satanic communities out there, we're far more accepting and welcoming of people with a variety of viewpoints. Right. That's just what it is. Yeah. I just I just demand that it be that way. I don't want it to be this narrow-minded little thing. Yeah. I just don't want that. Um, the same person asked the question, how do you ensure safety in a group? Well, first, I want to understand the question. I mean, we're talking about in the group, that means – online in our platforms. Yeah. Is that what that should mean? I think I think speaking about online platforms is a good right. is a good um So the way I ensure safety, I know not everybody will love this answer, okay? Uh buckle up. I'm going to say something crazy here. 
how I ensure safety in our group is I require people to be an adult. That's it. If you're a child, you're not allowed in the group. If you're an adult, you are. And if you're an adult, then you know where the button is to quit that application that you're using or leave the group or turn off your internet or block a person. Safety to me means something different than it might mean to someone else. The way you were kept safe in an online space, and maybe this is the most extreme version of it, but leave that online space. Yeah, leave that online space or like- Now you're safe. Acknowledge you are in an online space and you should be using the same, you know, safety precautions that you would anywhere else. Now, of course. Now Um, look, that's the most extreme, wise-ass version of the answer I have. In between there, there's lots of stuff. We have rules in our server. We have rules in all of our platforms. You can't, you're not going to say shitty things to somebody. You're not going to be posting gross pictures on our platforms. That's not going to fly. You're not going to be saying hateful shit to people. You just, none of that. Yeah. Like we're not going to tolerate it. So the basics of adult fucking reasonable human decency apply when you can't live by those rules, you're not going to exist in our group. You know, I can't speak to any others, but it's not going to fly. Right. But if Um, somebody says, um, I really like Dave Chappelle. Well, I'm not going to ban them from the fucking group, guys, yeah. okay? Because I do too, uh-huh. okay? So if you feel yeah. hurt from the violent words that were said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you have to deal with that. Yes, you are responsible to whatever extent you are able to protect yourself in whatever way. Additionally, if you're having a private issue with somebody and it's gotten to a point beyond where you can handle it, it's your responsibility oh, yeah. to let somebody know. If it, um, it might sound like I have this tremendously like, oh, grow up and take care of it yourselves attitude. And I really don't. I mean, really, uh, that is the attitude. But in practice, of course not. Send me a message. I stress this. Members of Satanic Delco know this. I stress to bring any issues forth to yeah. me. You can send me a message or this is a good idea for other groups. You know, if you don't have this, maybe you should. We have an anonymous feedback form that is truly anonymous. It's really easy to set up through Google. They have anonymous feedback forms. And I've heard people in the past say that they're skeptical that it's really anonymous. I got news for you. It is. And if it wasn't, people would be suing the living shit out of Google <laughs> for not having it be anonymous. Yeah. Could some hacker somewhere in the depths of his mom's basement find a way to break it or something? Maybe, maybe. I'm not that guy. Our forms are anonymous, and your forms can be anonymous if you just push the right button on Google. And that's a nice form. Sometimes someone might feel a way about an issue or have a question. Maybe it's sensitive or whatever, and they don't want to be judged for having their name attached to bringing that issue up. And I get it. Okay, that's reasonable. So anonymous feedback is a great way. And that's not only for troublesome issues or problem solving. That's great for just like suggestions. I think this group should have more of this. Or I don't like it when the group has this. Say it anonymously. And that's easy to implement for any group. And we have that. Yeah. That's about, I mean, that's all I have on satanic community. Is there anything that we haven't really covered? (laughs) I mean, we've just meandered around every part of this topic possible. Have we covered it? Is there anything else that we dislike that we would like to mitigate in our own satanic communities? What things are important to nurture? I'm sure I said this, but every group is unique. You know, as I said, it's a mixture of the personalities between leadership and membership. And so every group is going to have its vibe. And not only membership and leadership, 
but other variations are going to have to do with, is it an independent group? Is it a TST group? Even the platform used, if we're talking about online communities, Reddit versus Facebook, Discord, Zoom, they all have different tools and they cause people to interact differently and share different types of content and interact with it differently. So all of these variables are going to have different end results. And if you're just a Satanist out there, maybe you just discovered Satanism and you found this podcast and, and you want to join a group, or you saw the House Satan documentary and you're, you want to join a, a what you think is a chapter from that old movie, it just takes a little bit of effort and you might have to try on more than one or two. You know, you might join one and it's not your vibe. I don't like it. Maybe it's not too active or maybe they're all into death metal and I don't like death metal. So you just get out of there and you try a different one. The other, I guess, obvious delineation between groups is if you're specifically looking for in-person interactions with groups of Satanists, now you're limited to your local geography and there may or may not be a TST group or an independent group in that area. And if there are neither, maybe you're the person to start one. I would I would caution you that that is a lot of work. If you're going to do it right, if you expect good results, that's a lot of work. So think long and hard before you open that can of worms. But it's an option, and it's a good one for some people. If there is nothing local to them, that's sort of your option. Uh, but then, of course, there are all the groups that also exist online. Satanic Delco has an in-person local aspect to it for those of us that live within reach. But for everyone else, there are all these other versions, you know, all the platforms, like we said, Zoom, Discord, et cetera. I don't even know what I'm getting at anymore. Uh, but there's just a lot of – there's a lot of variation out there. you know. So if you're a person looking for a community, you just might have to dig a little bit. You might have to try a few things on and – See how they fit you. Biggest, my biggest advice is don't take everything so personally. That's your biggest advice? That's, I think that's my biggest advice. Because I think that is, yeah. I think every time somebody has a complaint, it's like, that's a, I mean, it's a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah the responsibility to the responsible, yeah. as Anton LaVey would say. And it applies in our case, for sure. I will be as helpful. Kirsten is helpful in our group. Others are helpful. Uh, but at the end of the day, Look, we all have to find our own way, but I'm also a big advocate of open communication. That's a goes a long way. We've solved many a little problem with just a little bit of chit-chat. So you guys can do it. If we can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> that's my message for the day. Yeah. That's it. Do you do you have anything you want to share with the people? Do you have a a thing you want to expose them to? Um social medias or anything? Um sure, you can follow me on Instagram at satanica, S-A-Y-T-A-N-I-C-A. And I'm on various uh, Satanic Delco platforms. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have a moment out there, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. Stay safe out there and Hail Satan. Ich bin nicht der. Die Wolf, wie ist er?